Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hey, welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, brought to you by yours truly, Janine Bolin and the Eight Gates. This is the show where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life using tips, tricks, and techniques of the ancient masters as well as the modern millennials. So if you think you've gone crazy, if you see things, hear things, and feel things that the others around you don't, well, this is the show for you because this is where we have people like today's guest, the praying medic who's joining us from Arizona, where he helps people just like you through his books, blogs, and online classes regarding how to heal not only yourself but others so that you can see into spirit if you don't really know how to go about doing that. One of the fascinating things about the praying medic was that prior to the year 2000, his life was pretty ordinary. He describes himself as an atheist, and he was just doing his best to keep things moving in his life in a positive direction. Then one day, he had an encounter with Jesus in the bunk room of a fire station, and this, (laughs) you know, that forever changes somebody's life. Then in 2008, God appeared to him in a dream, and God said to this man, he could heal people if he prayed for him. Well, the challenge was he didn't really believe in healing at the time, and he began to reluctantly pray. And I can tell you, I, I understand firsthand where this guest is coming from. He had no idea what he was doing, but along the way, he kind of stumbled around and found keys to operating healing and miracles. That by the time 2009 rolled around, he began blogging about it. He started praying for people, and people were being healed. So, He doesn't write just about healing, though. He writes about dreams, deliverance, how to see into the spirit, how to hear God's voice, spiritual travel, economics, politics, and Christian-based church leadership. So I just am so excited that I get to introduce to you today the praying medic, because he will be discussing with us how to see into the spirit, basically the simple techniques. But before we do that, you know, before we launch into Dave's tutorial for us, we need to take a moment to acknowledge today's sponsor. Learn how to live your future now through purposeful change with the eight gates. This world guarantees changes will happen in your life, and the Eight Gates guides you through these changes safely. It's done with clarity and direction through customized programs involving face-to-face meetings, online classes, book tutorials, meditation techniques, spiritual awakening, and a vast referral network of shamans, psychics, healers, and spiritualists to fit your individual needs. This process of transformation is available to you today. Book a free 30-minute phone consultation at the8gates.com. Welcome back. And I just want to say thank you so much for appearing on the show today with us, Dave. Thank you, Janine. It's great to be on the show. I appreciate it so much. I wanted to let you know that a dear fan of mine by the name of Abriella was the one that recommended that she listened to the Practical Mystic show, and she was like, you have got to get Dave on the show, and that was probably four or five months ago, so thanks for making the time to get on to our production schedule. It's lovely to hear from you. (laughs) I just want to thank Abriella for making the recommendation to get me on the show. Yeah, she's del- she's a delight. She really does a great job at connecting people. I also wanted to say thank you for a copy of Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple that you were kind enough to direct me to. Just finished reading it last night. Loved your tips. Loved how you worked with that. And so I would like you to just kind of 
launch wherever you want to. If you want to start with your first experiences of praying for people, or you can just launch into how to help our our listeners see into spirit for themselves. I'm going to kind of let you take the helm here. That would be great. Well, first, I'd like to cover something that you talked about in the introduction, and that is I was an atheist for the first 38 years of my life. I wasn't terribly interested in spirituality or religion. And then in 2008, so I kind of became a a believer in 2000. It wasn't until 2008 that I actually had this dream where I met God in the dream. He was speaking to me. And what he actually said to me was, I'm going to show you what is wrong with your patience. I want you to pray for them. And when you do, I'll heal them. And what I sometimes forget is God said, I am going to show you what's wrong with them. And at that time, I had never seen a vision. Never, I actually had not had a dream in probably 25 years. Like I said, I wasn't a very spiritual person. So I had to learn how to see in the spirit. I had to learn to see visions. And that was a process that anyone can do. So I know probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with seeing in the spirit. Some people seem to be born with, like I would call it an advanced development in their ability to see in the spirit. Some people are born, they really don't see into the spiritual world at all. I had to learn how to do it. And what I've come to understand is it's really a matter of focusing your mind on the things that your spiritual eyes are already seeing. You see, we, we tend to focus on the natural world. We tend to focus on the physical world. You look at the walls around you and the paintings and the trees and things, and that's what we tend to focus on. But there's a, you know, as most of your listeners know, there's a spiritual world that is different from the, from the natural world. And so when we see visions, when we see into the spirit, we're looking at, we're observing in our natural mind, our natural mind is, of our physical body is seeing what our spirit is seeing. So I had to learn how to do that. I had to learn how to focus on what my spirit was seeing. So it was a, for me, it was a process that took, oh, I don't know, several months to develop the sharpness of learning how to see in the spirit. But I started out just closing my eyes. And what I do recommend for people who want to learn how to see better is to spend some time alone and really just laying there, being still, close your eyes. And for me, I asked God to show me things that he wanted me to see. And I started seeing these images in my mind. And I, did, I wasn't aware that when you see into the spiritual world, you're seeing things displayed in your imagination, in your mind, the same way you'd see anything else. So I had to learn how to develop that through hours and hours and days and weeks of really I was doing this on duty. I was in the ambulance and I just lay alone very quietly. I would ask God to show me things that he wanted me to see. And as I did this, my ability to see things became more and more sharp. The colors became more real, more, more uh, vibrant. I began to see minute details that I had not seen before. I began to see more translucencies and different, more complex structures when I was looking into the spiritual world. So 
like I said, for me, it was a process. I had to, I really had to train myself just to learn and focus on how to see these things that God wanted to show me. And once I did that, I was able to use it in praying to get people healed. Because many times when I'm praying for someone, if I don't know what specifically is wrong with them, if I don't know specifically you know, what, what the issue is, God will show me in a vision in my mind. He'll give me understanding. And then I pray according to that. And it, that has been very effective for me. Thanks for clarifying some of that for me because I, I appreciate it. I have been one of those that I've had clairvoyance since I was about eight, and it was a gift that was thrust upon me very suddenly and was quite shocking. So I understand what you mean by you have to learn how to use it, though, because you may have this raw talent, but from my experience was I had to come up with almost a lexicon of when I see this, it means that, and all that <laughs> when I'm looking at a person, like when I'm looking at an individual and they're like, what's wrong with me? I was curious. So when, when you're praying for others and you were looking at healing others, did you have issues with the left, right? I would get confused on which side of the person I was looking at. And so I would say your right arm has blah, blah, blah. And they would go, no, no, that's my left. <laughs> I didn't know if you had that kind of issue or not. That's interesting. No, I've, I've never had that problem. Okay. Um, usually when I'm praying for someone, I often have my eyes closed and I'm looking at them in the spiritual sense. And many times, <laughs> this sounds a little bit crazy, but I just wait for God to show me what he wants to show me. Sometimes he'll show me, literally, I'll be looking at them and see, I'll see bones, I'll see cartilage, I'll see nerves and structures. I'll see broken bones or I'll see dead nerves. I might see different things going on inside their body. So I'm looking at what God is showing me and he gives me details and he'll highlight certain areas. And because I'm a paramedic, I guess I have a little bit of a a leg up on some other people. Because when I see anatomical structures, I generally know what I'm looking at and I know what it's supposed to look like. And many times I'll see a highlighted area that doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. So my prayer involves speaking to that part of the body that doesn't look right or doesn't look like it's functioning correctly. And I'll speak, you know, life to it or I'll command it to be healed. And that is generally how the, the prayer process goes. Now, sometimes I will get, you know, words of knowledge. Uh, we were, <clears throat> I was actually talking to some people on Facebook through chat and we were praying for a friend who had, I afraid if it was Alzheimer's or Parkinson's, but this one woman said all of a sudden in, in the chat said, what's a synapse? Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I said, Oh, I know what a synapse is. It's the gap between nerve cells where neurotransmitters are gathered and electrical conduction in the nervous system flows down the nerve cells, jumps across the synapse and keeps going. And she said, I'm just seeing this, the word synapse. And she didn't know what it meant. So I knew that was a word of knowledge that she had gotten. And so we prayed for that person's condition to be healed by healing the synapses. That's pretty common that I will often get words of knowledge like that when I'm praying. You know, if somebody has a shoulder injury, I often see the word labrum. I've seen that a couple of times recently. And labrum is, you know, an anatomical part of this shoulder. If I, I don't have it, the ability to do an x-ray or an MRI, but many times right. when I'm praying, I'll see this word in my mind. I'll see labrum. 
I will see meniscus. I'll see something of that nature. And that tells me specifically what it is that needs to be healed. So then I just, you know, focus my prayer on that. I have had something similar to that. It helps that I'm an analytical biochemist, so I was studying things at the cellular level or molecular level, and all those years of having to take anatomy and physiology now are helpful <laughs> as we move forward with the with the assistance of others. So, yes, thank you. I always love chatting with folks who start off in the sciences and then end up, for whatever reason, then being called into the metaphysical because it comes in handy and we can help others. And I enjoy the aspect also of having other shamans or prayer warriors or however giving confirmation to what I see, like I see the highlighted area and then they get the word, right? And then we're like, oh yeah, we know, we know right. where we need to right. go. Yeah, right. it's lovely being able to work in teams when you can do that. So back to our listeners who maybe don't have the clarity or the focus that you do. You were talking about how, you know, you closed your eyes, you were laying still. Were you in the back of the ambulance, like when you were waiting on calls? Is that what you were doing? I sure was. Yeah, that, I worked as a paramedic for 35 years. And in the particular area I was working in, in Tacoma, winter time was very slow for us. In the summertime, we would run seven or eight calls a day on shift, but in the wintertime, we'd only run one or two calls a day. So we had a lot of downtime. And I didn't have a station that I worked out of. I just, we just roved around the city as dispatch would you know, have us stay at certain areas. And we'd you know, hang out in grocery store parking lots. And So yeah, I would, in between calls, I would lay on the, on the bench seat in the back of the ambulance. And I'd lay there for hours and hours with my eyes closed. And like you said, he had to develop a vocabulary. I had to do the same thing because I was seeing these images. God was showing me images in my mind. And he was trying to convey to me a message, but he was trying to convey to me a non-pictorial message through images and pictures. So I had to develop a language. He would show me something, and then I would try to guess what it meant. And the way that I, this worked was, if I guessed incorrectly, the image would stay there in my mind. And I would take another guess and take another guess until that's it exactly disappeared. exactly right. I'm sorry, that's exactly what happened to me. If the image disappeared and another one appeared, then I was like, okay, I, I guessed it correctly. Yeah, then I would correct, see another yeah. image and I would, I would continue that process of guessing what it was that God was showing me. So I had to develop this spiritual vocabulary for the visual, visual images that I was seeing. And that is a process. <laughs> yes, um, it just it doesn't is. come to you intuitively. You have to learn the vocabulary. <laughs> That's so. right. It is very much a foreign language, and you, you have to do that. One of the things I do want to direct the listeners to is the fact that your book actually comes with exercises in the back. Can I ask you how you, how you decided what was appropriate and what wasn't appropriate to put in that book? <laughs> yes. Well, the first book that I wrote, Divine Healing Made Simple, I didn't have exercises in that book. And then I was working on my second book. Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple. Actually, the funny thing is, <laughs> I had written a book in between those called My Craziest Adventures with God. It's just a lot of stories about me praying for people in the ambulance and hospitals and getting them healed. Well, the second book that I was writing, when I got the manuscript finished, it was the My Craziest Adventures with God. I sent the manuscript off to my editor, and that night I had a dream, and I was writing a book on seeing in the Spirit. 
And at that point, I had not even thought about writing a book on that subject. But I know that God speaks to me through dreams. So when I have a dream like that, I obey it. So I began doing some research and I have this friend, his name is Michael Van Vleiman. He and I write on the same subjects. He wrote a book on seeing in the spirit and uh, my wife bought it and it was on her Kindle and we had been reading it. And Michael also writes on traveling in the spirit. And so we were reading this book and he had exercises at the end of the chapters. And my wife had not been able to see in the spirit. I had learned how to do it. She had not yet learned. And I didn't really know how to teach her. Now, how, how do you teach somebody to see in the spirit? Well, Michael's book had exercises and she started doing the exercises and it worked. She started seeing visions and she was able to see into the spiritual world. So when I wrote my book, I kind of borrowed <laughs> a, a couple of, I borrowed it. Yeah, I, I borrowed a couple of Michael's exercises and then I developed my own exercises and the end of most of the chapters are, are exercises that are pretty similar, things that I've tried on my own that work. So that's how I came to the exercises and it's kind of funny because this one guy wrote to me one time after reading the book on seeing the spirit and he said, man, he goes, make sure you tell people to do the exercises. That's like 70% of the book. Learning and developing is all about doing the exercises. Yes. It's like any skill you want, you have to practice. And if you don't practice, you don't get the skill. <laughs> it just doesn't work any other way. At least that's been my experience for folks who want to do this. Well, are there any other things that you would like to share with us today about maybe a current project that you're working on? I know you teach online classes like I do. What would you recommend for people? I do. I have an online healing class that is available on my website, prayingmedic.com. It's actually on a subdomain, classes.prayingmedic.com. And that is a 14-lesson video-based class on healing. I do, in that class, I do explain a bit about how to see in the spirit, how to get words of knowledge. There is a section in there on emotional healing. I do talk about physical healing and some other subjects that people are a lot interested. Right now, if I can get some time, <laughs> I'm working on doing a second class, which would be class on learning to see in the spirit. And that would, that's going to be a video-based class. It'll probably be eight or nine lessons on video. I don't have that up yet, but I'm going to create that class. I will probably do a class on emotional healing, a class on hearing God's voice, and I will, may do a class on traveling in the spirit. And these will all be video-based classes. Those are the current projects that I have on my plate that will be for, for the future. That's perfect because those are the classes that are in high demand in my area as well. And there just are not enough teachers. There are more students than there are teachers, so I cannot add my two cents in with probably the rest of the hoorah you get of, please get find time. Find time to do this, dear. <laughs> and uh, is there a place that people can go to sign up to potentially be a beta student for you or to get notifications when these classes go live? What do you recommend for people? How do they get a hold of you? Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in learning more about my teaching, I would recommend just going to my YouTube channel. And you can find it on YouTube if you just search for Praying Medic. I've got lots and lots of videos there, 
And I do talk about different aspects of, you know, seeing the spirit and healing, and that's free information. The reason I put together, I'm putting together the classes is some people wanted a more structured approach where you go from, you know, beginning to end, and it's, it's pretty well organized. If you go to prayingmedic.com, that's my website, you can go there and you can sign up for my newsletter. And you can also email me if you're interested in the classes, the online classes, traveling in the spirit, seeing in the spirit. When people email me and say, hey, I'm interested in this class, I'll put you on a mailing list. And as soon as the class is ready, you'll get an email about it. Okay, thanks. Because I know that the community I work with is very much involved in self-development, and they very much enjoy being able to learn from any teacher they can kind of get their hands on that is as prolific as you are, because, wow, you've written 11, 12 books now? Yep, 12 books, and I've got a series of novels that I'm working on, and some more books on healing, so, yeah, that's kind of what a lot of things going us. on. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what happens to us, isn't it? You you start off thinking, you know, you're this lone voice in the dark, and then the next thing you know, you have this huge community, and you're desperately trying to get material out to it as, as you can, because then they start asking questions that you have to go find answers for. Well, before we wrap up and sign off for today, I would love to know from you where you, you know, we're talking about the classes and your outreach and everything, but what are some of the things or one thing that is starting to come into your awareness and your spirituality that is kind of exciting that you haven't had before? (laughs) I can't believe you asked that. Okay. So I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's this big thing on social media right now about Kanye West. And Kanye West is a rapper and he's come out and he has endorsed this one gal who they've been talking and this gal has said, it's time for people to start thinking for themselves. It's time for us to stop accepting belief systems and narratives that we've been fed our whole life without critically analyzing them to see if they're true. And so Kanye came out and he has been supporting this woman. And then a couple of days ago on Twitter, he came out and said that he loves Donald Trump. And a lot of his a lot of his friends and followers and social media were outraged and shocked that he said that. Mm. And then Scott Adams, who is a cartoonist, jumped on and Scott did this great Periscope video about a golden age that we we're coming into. That has to do with people rejecting their past ways of seeing things and their past way of doing things. And I had a dream a couple of nights ago that kind of speaks to that issue. Uh, I have a lot of God speaks to me through dreams. So in this dream, I was in eternity in the spiritual world and Jesus was there and people were coming to him one by one and they were talking to him. And each person had in their hand a document. It was something like a scroll and the, the documents had decisions, legally binding decisions and judgments that they had made during their lifetime that created institutions and organizations and laws in our society. And they came to Jesus and they said, I regret these decisions. I regret these judgments that I've made and I want them reversed. And Jesus said, the time has come to reverse 
all of these decisions and judgments. And I saw one person after another come to him and he reversed the effects of the judgments and decisions that they made. In some cases, he reversed it. In other cases, he just nullified the entire effect of what they had done. And then I saw, I'm just watching this in the dream, one person after another meeting with him. Then I saw on the earth, I saw entire buildings disappearing. The buildings represented the institutions and organizations and laws that people had created that came from a flawed understanding of God's heart, a flawed understanding of the purpose for their life, and a wrong understanding of how the world is supposed to work. And I saw these institutions and organizations disappearing one by one. I think we're coming to a place in our development as a society where the foolish, wrong-headed things that we have created as a society are going to be done away with. I think we are on this doorstep of a new, another renaissance or great awakening. I, I believe we, as a society, we are going to step into a new age, a great awakening, where people are going to wake up to the truth of the value and the power of love primarily. I think it's primarily about people learning how to walk in true love toward each other. Aho. Amen. Ashe. And this has been seen by more than just this beautiful praying medic, ladies and gentlemen. And I wondered what the universe would bring forth from him, and I am grateful for it, and I honor it, and I, my heart bows to your heart as a soul to soul. Thank you so much, my brother. Keep, keep working your work. Keep doing your thing, and know that you have huge communities that want you to keep speaking your truth. And I thank you so much for being on the Practical Mystic Show. Thank you. I appreciate your uh, allowing me to come on the show and give a message to your audience. You bet we will, and we will continue to do that. And do keep me apprised of when you have various classes and promotions so that I can help cross-promote your work. And I wish you continued clarity of your vision and dreams. And we will see you again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Janine. I will look forward to talking to you again. Okay, and thank you, everyone. Please very much stay with your feet on the ground as you reach for the stars. Don't forget to stay grounded and realize we're supposed to be having fun down here. This is our job. Our job is to have fun and not take things quite so seriously when we can. So keep laughing. Talk to you soon. This has been The Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the 8 Thanks for listening.